The following podcast contains dramatizations of actual events. Certain situations, dialogue, names, and locations may have been changed. Some scenes are graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. Someone help! <laughs> the most shocking thing about this patient is what he's wearing. Oh, we found him unconsciously. His girlfriend or vampire bride in the apartment. Where's the key? I need to find the key. I just kept thinking to myself, like, how did this happen? I bought this dress for Valentine's Day. I wanted to look really nice for him. Wow. I was just, like, very, very excited. It started to get tingly. It was very disturbing. What the hell's happening? (laughs) (laughs) That was an embarrassing moment for me, too, you know? There you are in all your manhood, less than manly. Do I need to prepare for a radical change in my love life? Maybe. Doctor, what is the answer? Uh, Doc, do you think there's a chance it could be uh, sexually related? Oh, geez, we gotta get these fangs out of here. Ah! Ah! Oh. It was Valentine's Day, and I am a pretty romantic guy. Got some wine, and I put some roses on the table. So I had planned this big dinner. I don't mind saying I put together a fantastic evening. Our first kiss was on our first date. Yvette is a little more impulsive than I am. I would bought this dress for Valentine's Day specifically. I wanted to look really nice for him. Wow. That's it? I'm speechless. I was just like very, very excited about the entire situation. You better stop that or we're not going to get to the dinner I made for us. I think Yvette is the most beautiful woman in the world, and I just could not believe I was crossed from, like, so stunningly beautiful of a woman. Brian, this looks amazing. (gasps) My favorite. Can I have one now? You can have one, but save the rest for dessert. I was thinking something a little more interesting for dessert, actually. Might be able to accommodate you. But first we eat. We finish our food, everything's great, and at the end of the night, I go into, like, go into the bathroom, and as he's cleaning up, I end up, I did end up slipping into, like, it was like this, like, little teddy. Are you done cleaning up? Absolutely. Good answer. Well, we're pretty interested in each other physically as it is, but obviously Valentine's Day, so we retired to the bedroom. My intentions for the night were to have uh, passionate sex. But it started on my mouth, like on my upper lip and my bottom lip, and it just was like like tingly. Maybe if you had eaten like a, a hot pepper or something, but you ignore it because you're in the middle of like, you know, lustful lovemaking. Ah. I didn't realize until halfway through that like maybe he was uncomfortable. Then it started to get a little uh, tingly around, like, my penis as well. (sighs) So I'm sort of, like, you know, having sex and then also, like, what the hell is going on? You know, what is this? Eventually it became, like, a little too much to bear. Ah! I can't take it anymore. I'm burning up. Are you okay? Brian? Oh, man. What's wrong? What the hell's happening? Uh, 
What's happening? It's getting all red down there. I don't know. You're just racking your brain to figure out what on earth is like ravaging your body. I was freaking out. Let's just sit you down and relax. Obviously, you think about like STDs right away. What's happening to me? You probably just need to rest. I think it's getting worse. Can I get you some lotion? When I get a little rash on my arm, sometimes a little lotion clears it right up. This isn't a little rash, and it's not on my arm. This is burning like crazy. How about some ice? Why don't I get you some ice? No, no ice. I just thought it might cool things. I'd say like after about like five or 10 minutes, it just started to get like redder and worse. It was very disturbing. I started like, you know, going to the bathroom every five minutes and checking myself to be like, <gasps> like what's going on? Like are we both having like, you know, some sort of situation here? You have a tube? Not that I can see. Is it getting any, oh, it's getting worse. Oh. Brian, I'm sure it's not. Then what is it? I don't know. I gotta do something about this. Do you want me to go to the pharmacy? I'll ask them what to do. No, I gotta go to the hospital. The hospital? Yeah, I think something's seriously wrong with me. You never really want to go to the hospital, especially for something embarrassing like that. And I, you know, I thought he was joking, you know, because Brian doesn't really ever want to go to the doctor. I felt for sure like everyone was looking at me because I had like huge, like red, you know, splotchy marks like on my face. Brian? Yeah. Can you come with me, please? Can I come too? If that's okay with Brian. Yeah. When patients come in, and they're quite anxious, it just makes us a little more cautious. Now, typically, they don't come in and say, hey, I have it here, and by the way, I have it here. So they'll just say one part of the body first. Hi, I'm Dr. Horace. Well, Brian, looks like you got a little bit of a rash on your face there. Yeah, and uh, somewhere else too. Oh, I see, okay. Do you mind if I take a look? Sure. Okay. Now, when did this rash first appear? Uh, pretty much just now. Uh, we were having sex, and uh, about two minutes in, started getting this burning sensation around my mouth and on my penis. And uh, it's just getting worse ever since. Okay. Yvette, are you experiencing anything? No, nothing. Okay. Brian, do you have any allergies? Um, I have some food allergies, but... I know I haven't eaten anything I'm not supposed to, so... Look, have you been using any products that you don't normally use, like soaps, lotions? No, nothing. Okay. Um, okay. Well, usually patients, when they first come in and they have the oral or perioral rash or swelling or redness, we think of allergic reactions. Uh, Doc, do you think there's a chance it could be, uh, sexually related? You mean like an STD? Uh, yeah. I guess that's what I mean, yeah. Look, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. But if you are concerned about that, then I'd suggest you follow up with your primary care physician right away. All right? They'll have all the tests. Okay. You rely on a medical professional to ease your mind in a situation like that, and she really wasn't able to. 
In the meantime, I'm going to write you a prescription for something called hydrocortisone. It's an anti-itch cream. Uh, it'll help with some of the discomfort, but unfortunately, it's not going to reduce the redness. And if it is an STD, it's not going to help. Um, okay, thanks. Well, look, if you're really that concerned, then I would suggest getting tested right away, as it takes about a week for the results to come in. A week? Yeah, give or take. But there's this really weird, you know, elephant in the room that's also on my face. Yvette, I have to ask. What? Have you been cheating on me? What? None of this has ever happened before. And then two minutes into us having sex, bam. Get this red itchy rash everywhere. I mean, have you been seeing someone else? It was kind of like a guilty until proven innocent situation because, you know, I've had this blight on my body and I was pretty mad about it. And with no other explanation, I blamed her. How do I know you weren't cheating on me? Okay, don't you dare turn this around on me. How dare you accuse me of cheating? I mean, there was a lot of tension because like at the time, he didn't, neither one of us knew whose fault it was, if it was any of uh, anyone's fault. Just forget it, okay? Forget it. Fine by me. Great. I got an appointment with my doctor, I went in, and even though I have to go along with my normal life and go out in my day and do things, like, it's the only thing you're really thinking about. Our appetizer is a radicchio with a balsamic reduction. Our soup of the day is a roasted rash red red pepper, a roasted red pepper soup with uh, feature pasta is a radiatory, a creamy red sauce. And the feature dessert is a panna cotta with a blood orange jelly. I will give you a couple of minutes with the menu. Especially like at work, it was more trying not to itch, you know, because you're in front of people, you're a representative of this establishment and you're feeding them food. Pardon me. Whatever. He's blowing me off, you know? Like, this is what's going on. That didn't sound good. What's up? Oh, Ryan's just tense with that rash on his face. Yeah, what's up with that anyway? What happened to him? I don't know. You don't have a two, do you? No. No, not at all. I just kept thinking, like, I cannot wait for the doctor to call to where it's like he realizes that I'm not, like, I'm not the culprit here, you know? Hello? Yes, this is him. Dr. Brown, hi, hello. Yes. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. He's kind of like going through like some formalities or he's just saying anything besides like, it's okay, you know, and you're just like, get to it, man. You have the test results, okay? <laughs> That's great news. Yes. Thank you very much for calling. You have no idea how much I appreciate this. Hey, hey. I just got the call. I'm, it's cl I'm good. I don't have a, it's unclean. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When are you done? Half an hour. Perfect, me too. <laughs> we had sex, like, immediately. Because, I mean, we are very fond of each other sexually. And picking up where we left off. Making new memories to replace the bad memories. Yeah. You know what I keep thinking about? What's that? Well, if it wasn't an STD, the heck was it? I didn't really want to bring it up because I didn't want to ruin the mood and I, I really didn't want him to get upset. Uh, I have no idea.
I have a confession to make. Uh oh. It's okay, don't worry. Okay. You remember our first date? I was so nervous beforehand that I chugged one of those protein shakes just to make sure I was pumped up for you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, I have a confession too. I wasn't really running late. I just wanted to keep you interested, so I took my time getting here. Okay, well, it worked. So did your protein shake, apparently. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Since we're on the topic of confessions, remember that rash you had? Maybe it was that lotion I put all over myself. I'm like very, you know, generous when it comes to my lotion. I put it all over, I mean, pretty much every inch of my body, especially the more sensual areas. What? Why wouldn't you say anything? Uh, well, at first I wasn't sure, and then I thought you might be mad, and then I thought it would go away. I obviously put it everywhere. If it's not affecting me, why is it only affecting him in these two areas, you know? So it just didn't make any sense to me. You let me think I had an STD for a week? I don't know why. I'm sorry. Sometimes I leave out details. I just, they slipped. Yeah, I told you, he's very important. detailed. I just keep moving, you know? I was moving, I was, I was moved on to the STD before I could remember I used the lotion. I guess I'm allergic to certain lotions, but other than that, I'm, I'm good. Everything was fine. I just felt normal again. I felt great, like back to life and full speed ahead. Look, for the record, you're sweet enough without the cookies and cream lotion. Thanks, hon. I love you, too. Okay, where are the keys? The ER can certainly be a hectic place, and you can lose track of little things, like keys. Dr. Panacek, this is trauma code, please, Dr. Panacek. Oh, hey, Larry, can you take that coffee for me? Trauma code, gotta run, thanks. So if there's one thing that's certainly true in an emergency department, before you get a chance to finish one thing, you invariably get pulled away to something else. Okay, kids, got a hot one. Okay, what'd you bring us here? <sighs> Head injury, male, uh, John Doe. We rushed him out, so there's no ID. Uh, his vitals are stable, breathing's a little shallow still. Patient seems to have a big gash on his head and a big cephalohematoma, which is like a goose egg swelling on your scalp. Let's get this off, Marcus. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he seems to be alive. There's no stake in the heart. The most shocking thing about this patient is what he's wearing. Oh, geez, we gotta get these fangs out of here. Here, put them in a cup or something. What is the deal? It's not Halloween. It's not New Year's Eve. Is there like some costume party going on? So what's the rest of the story here? Well, we found him unconscious with his girlfriend or vampire bride on the apartment. She was dressed pretty weird, too. Okay, let's go ahead. We know the trauma protocol here, people. We're going to go ahead and get a second IV in. We're going to get labs off on him, including a type and screen and a tox. Uh, X-rays, chest and pelvis on him. What's your name? What's your name? No answer. Airway seems to be patent. Breath sounds are equal bilaterally. That's good. Chest grossly stable. Abdomen grossly stable with a stable cummerbund. We're not seeing any significant injuries other than the head. Check the pupils here. Oh, he's talking a little. What's your name? 
So in the emergency department, we use the GCS scale to quickly evaluate patients with significant head injuries. It looks at eye opening, verbal response, and their motor response. Trying to light it. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's pretty out of it. He's not making any sense. He doesn't even know he's in the hospital. I want, I want. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold him down, hold him down. Whoa, 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 he's gonna fight. Okay, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gotta get a restraint, get Oh, wait, he just went out. Heart rate's dropping. BP 190, yeah. 120. We're going to lose him. So this patient was now clearly fading into a coma, and we we're going to have to act pretty fast. BP 190, over 120. Here. Let's Heart go ahead. Dropping. I'm going to have to intubate him. So this patient was now clearly fading into a coma, and we we're going to have to act pretty fast to help him breathe and stabilize him. Okay. We're in. Let's get this on here. Good. Okay. How are the SATs doing? SATs are increasing. Good. Okay, so we're going to need a STAT chest X-ray now, and uh, we also need a STAT CT scan of the head and CTC spine. Tell radiology, we're rolling over there soon. They better get ready. Dr. Panacek, you're needed in triage. Uh, let me know if anything changes. Keep watching those monitors closely. I just kept thinking to myself, like, how did this happen? Where's the key? I need to find the key. So I walk into triage and I see this commotion. Miss, you're gonna need to calm down. And then looking at her, I realize this must be the girlfriend. Where's my immortal love? That person, who I'm guessing is your boyfriend, was brought in with a serious head injury and we're actually working on him right now. <sighs> it would be very helpful if we had some information about what happened to him. Can you tell us anything? <sighs> She was not lucid. We were getting nowhere. This woman is clearly either psych or is on some sort of drug. She needs to get registered and in a room as soon as possible with some labs, and let's make sure we get a talk screen going on her. Thanks. So I really wanted to get some information about my head injury patient. Okay, what we got here? If you look right here, there's a clear skull fracture. Yeah, I see that. Wow, look at all the blood in there, too, geez. Yeah, there's evidence of increased intracranial pressure and a midline shift of about one centimeter. Normally, the brain should be centered right in the middle of the skull with the midline, but if there's blood or something pushing it over, that can shift. We call that a midline shift. When did this happen? You know, we don't know when it happened, and we don't even know how it happened. This is pretty concerning. You might need a craniotomy to drain the blood. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to call the neurosurgery stat and let the ORs know also. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. So brain injuries are very, very serious. And at this point, I'm not sure whether he's going to make it or at least not without major disability. It all depends on how long it's been going on and how severe the pressure and the injury is. I just kept thinking to myself, like, how did this happen? Edward, is that you? Unchain me. These mortals. No, it's Dr. Panacek. Your Edward was uh, taken off to surgery just a little while ago. Surgery. Unchain me from my, my mortal prison. Wow. That's quite a shackle. You know, I think we're going to need a specialist to get these things off. Could we actually call maintenance to come down, see if they've got a tool or something that's going to help us with this? So our talk screen comes back. And it's negative for all the things we usually test for. Amphetamines, cocaine, opiates, benzodiazepines. So now the mystery continues. Larry, this is what we're dealing with here. Take a look at this. Ma'am, while he's trying to get those off, we're doing the best we can to take care of both you and Edward. But it would really, really help us if you could tell us what happened to him. What happened tonight? I was captured. Hmm by mortals who don't believe in our eternal love. Okay. 
So it's very clear that this patient is out in some fantasy world of her own. It's not easy to get information. Ma'am, we have to find that key. And we think you could maybe help us with this. Think of everything that happened this evening. I was waiting for my Edward. He was going to turn me tonight so we could be together till the end of time. But when I woke up, I'm chained. They don't want us to be together. Well, who exactly would be they? The scheming mortals. Help! Help! Please, someone, help! Help! Edward? <laughs> Edward? Where are you? Someone! Help! Help me! You know, I've been on this for over 15 minutes, Dr. P, and I can't crack it. Let me ask you again, where is the key to this lock? Let's think back, back to last night again. What happened next? I was waiting for him to save me, but he never came. I sent his friends. Policemen! We haven't tried that before. Edward, I thought we were playing Vampire and the Bride. Okay. Alright. Sir, can you hear me? Alright, we got a pulse. Before this ceremony that you had with Edward, did you take anything special? Mm-hmm. This was a great idea. <laughs> I'm so happy we're both taking the day off tomorrow. You know what I'm even happier about? Mm -hmm. This. Remember the last time we tripped? Mm. Excuse me, Sherlock, but I need help finding my panties. <laughs> <laughs> See who we get tonight. Mm. So now the story was really starting to unfold. Designer drugs don't show up on the usual talk screens, and it became clear that they liked to get rather creative in their, shall we say, recreational activities. Okay, that's making a little more sense than what happened next. Blindfold. I remember the blindfold. <laughs> Not too tight. So now the picture became one of some drugs and some innocent role playing that went a little wrong. Game on. Game on. Someone help. Please help me. I'll save you. And tonight will be the start of our never-ending love. Oh, Edward. Nothing shall come between us oh. for eternity. Oh, Edward, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Edward? 
My eternal love. Edward, where are you? So my head trauma patient was in surgery for hours. Right now, all we could do was wait. Doctor, I just don't have the tools for this. Larry, thanks for trying. I appreciate it. I hope he's okay. He's never had trouble rescuing me before. I'm in distress. E Edward, help. So she said she was calling out for him for quite a long time, but he just wasn't responding. Help, 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 help. Hello. Yes, uh, well, there seems to be a lady in distress here. Edward, help! Well, she keeps calling out for Edward, her beloved. Help! Oh, I know, well, last week it was Hans Solo, but it didn't go on this long. Where are you taking Edward? Where's the key? I need to find the key. Brain injuries, minutes can literally make a difference. If that neighbor had not called 911 when they did, there's a very good chance that this patient would have arrived DOA. I think you've been looking for this. Where'd you find that? On the floor in the trauma room. Oh. I've done emergency medicine for over 25 years. And after a certain while, you think, hey, I've seen it all. But as soon as you start thinking that, they're going to prove you wrong and you're going to get thrown a curveball. Dr. Panacek? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah, this is Panacek. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks. Okay, bye. So that was the operating room that just called with good news. Your Edward just got out of the operating room and the neurosurgeons think he's going to do real well. So that's all good news. Oh, my God. Bless you. Oh, I need um, mortal medicine. Oh, oh. <laughs> we were just doing our job, just doing our job here. Um, you're very welcome. But I do have one last recommendation for you. Next time, get a second set of keys. So I fully understand taking some risk in pursuing pleasure and excitement. <sighs> but there's a fine line between too much risk and safe risk. You always ought to have a plan B. Uh, Dr. Panacek, one yes. last thing. Larry made you an extra key for the office. Oh, he did, did he? Okay. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. <laughs> I will keep it at the nurse's station. It's your plan B. MMA stands for Mixed Martial Arts. I consider myself a martial artist. My name is Ray Elby, known in the fight community as Magical Ray. I wish I could have picked a cool nickname like the Executioner or the Assassin or like Big Sexy, but I got stuck with Magical. Magical Ray Elby is coming to Kuala Lumpur for the fourth annual MMA championships. Are you sure you don't want to just stay in? It was early evening time. I specifically remember my girlfriend saying that we're going to go see a movie. Oh, those look really good on you. You think? Picked them out myself. <laughs> you know how they look better? How? If they were off. Oh, yeah. I can see where this is going. So do I. Movie starts in half an hour. There's previews. These are the best part. <laughs> hey. Mixed Monkey. martial arts is a full contact sport. Why don't you tap out and let me win? We got a little bit intimate in the heat of passion. 
And she happened to be on top of me in the situation. <laughs> and unfortunately, as she went a little bit too high, I slipped out. And when she came back down, I was still obviously fully erect and basically bent me over the top. I immediately watched my erection as blood just spurt all over the place. She looked down and she said, That's not me! That's not me! No, it's me! It's me! Help me up! Help me up! I've had some significant injuries, but as far as the actual pain and all that, man, I was in shock at that point. What happened? What, you, what, what is going on? It was brutal. What did you do? Oh my God, I'm bleeding. Go get the tub! Oh. I ran into the bathroom, not really sure what to do. You're in survival mode. You don't even really understand that this is reality and that this is what's going on. You're just in reaction mode. There was so much blood loss, I felt lightheaded, and then I lost consciousness. And ended up cracking the bottom of my jaw on the floor as I fell. I remember laying on the ground and waking up in a state of shock. This is all come for me. And that was the realization that this is not a dream. Yeah, this is happening. Ice. I, I need ice. She grabbed some ice out of the freezer. Where do you want me to put this? Let me get to the bed. Okay, let's just take it really slow. Oh, does it really hurt that much? Oh, yeah. I've had some significant injuries in my fight career. And I guess you could compare it to like, when you're competing, you have the adrenaline, you have the crowd, you have like, if it really hurts during the fight, it really hurt, you know? Usually it's like, a couple hours after the fight or a day after the fight before you really realize that you have an injury. It's not necessarily during the moment. Oh. I can't describe the pain. It was brutal. You should get more ice for your face. Call an ambulance. I told her, call the paramedics. He's bleeding from the penis. I that was an embarrassing moment for me too, you know? There you are in all your manhood, less than manly. You did this to yourself? No. You did this? No! We did this together. We need to take you to the medical center. You think? Like, yeah, 100%, yes. I need to go to the emergency room now. <laughs> Patient sustained a significant groin injury and a possible jaw fracture. Can I see? Yes, that's pretty serious. No. I'm afraid the doctor who can help you isn't here right now. No doctor can help me? What does that mean? Uh, his shift is over. He went home. His shift? Just give the doctor a call. He should be here soon, okay? Dr. Saeed, sir, I wasn't here earlier to greet you. Ray Elby. So let's see what's going on here. What brings you to Malaysia? I'm here for a match. Match? 
I'm an MMA fighter. Mixed martial arts. Yes. So this isn't your first visit to the uh, emergency room? No. Uh, you didn't sustain this in a match, did you? Well, sort of. I see. Well, the good news is I am not unfamiliar with this injury. It occurs more often than you might think. <sighs> Careful, that's my entire future you're handling there. Okay. Well, specifically, you've partially ruptured your urethra and injured your dorsal vein and artery. That means? You've fractured your penis. Oh my god, can such a thing even happen? Man, it brings tears to your eyes. I don't care who you are or how tough you are as an individual. It, it's just a humbling experience. I've fractured a lot of things in my career. Penis is not one of them. The penis is made up of tissue that is very spongy. And when the penis is getting erect, what happens is that tissue fills with blood. In the course of sexual activity, if the penis misses where it's supposed to go and jams and it cracks, you can actually break that spongy tissue. Let's prep for surgery. Surgery? Yes. Seriously? Yes, we have to sew them back together. You're going to need surgery to repair the tissue, and they're going to try to sew the torn area back together. You have to be put into surgery, and if you don't, there's a buildup of scar tissue, which limits the amount of blood flow that's able to provide for an erection. You should be up and running in six to eight weeks. Oh, well, I choose six weeks, and uh, so does Jennifer. It's not really up to me. It's uh, up to luck. <sighs> Essentially, what he did is he cut and peeled the skin down and went into the two tubes and stitched the two tubes back together and then woke up, medicated. Literally, my testicles were the size of two softballs, like, because all the blood drained down in there. It was black, blue. Well, it's not as bad as I thought. It won't look like that forever. No, just six to eight weeks, luck depending. I'll wait. I will never forget the experience. Um, that was very, very, very painful. Was in the hospital for a better part of a week. And when it got around the hospital, what the injury was, and people just wanted to go see the guy that fractured his penis. Well, hello, ladies. It was an invasion of privacy, I think you could easily say. I had, like, janitors coming in there. Get it pretty bad. What? The pain? Only when people ask about it. And then once the tabloids had gotten a hold of it, it was like front page news. How humiliating. I can't believe this is what they call news in Malaysia. Yeah. I guess it's not our own little secret, is it? Everybody always asks me, who is your toughest opponent? You know, and the truth of the matter is uh, your mind is your toughest opponent. It doesn't matter whether it's an injury or whether it's a fight. It's the unknown that's the scariest. Hmm. It's looking good. I read in the paper I'm expected to have a full recovery, so. You believe uh, what you read in the papers? Am I going to be able to get an erection after this? The doctor, while reassuring, doesn't want to give you any guarantees about anything. What's it going to be? Well, yes. Maybe. No.
You just gave me three answers. Yes, maybe, no. Like... Yes, maybe. Do I need to prepare for a radical change in my love life? Maybe. Yes. No. Well, maybe yes, no. <laughs> you just rephrased your last answer, doctor. What is the answer? You sure I'm healed enough? With Dr. Saeed's permission. While rare, there's about 2,000 of these injuries a year. Don't feel like you need to score a knockout on your first time back in the ring. I think that there's a lot of people that were able to use this story both as a learning opportunity for themselves, but as an opportunity to not feel so alone when it comes to the injury. Let's see if I can at least make it past round one. You know, we're probably always going to be together for life because of this injury. That was the first time I had ever really experienced a woman that legitimately and honestly was 100% committed to me. I think we're headed into round two. I'm just getting started. <laughs> uh, that would be round three. <laughs> I'm getting stronger. <laughs> Even though the ordeal that I had just been through was a dramatic ordeal, I'm still back to the same size, the same performance. This is why they call you magical. Coming from you, I like the way that sounds. <laughs>